What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Namaste podcast, podcast dedicated to uplifting the soul and creating positive goal-oriented talk. My mission is to create content that will not only uplift the soul, but will help encourage the world to continue to spread love and kindness. So with that being said, today on the podcast, I have the most exquisite, interesting person. Her name is Anna Rova, and she actually talk to me via Skype. So this is actually my first podcast episode that I did over the internet, which was very interesting because she was all the way in Europe. Now she currently is in Australia, but when we were speaking on the phone, she was actually in Moldova. So if you don't know who she is, she is the host of Girl Skill Podcast, and she's also a feminine embodiment coach, which is very interesting. So I sat down with her via Skype, and we had a great chat about goals, and also one, one of my favorite parts of this chat, we actually spoke about the book Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus, which you guys know is one of my favorite books. I talk about it all the time. I refer to it all the time, actually. And anyway, she actually got to sit down with John Gray and speak to him personally. And so I was fascinated by this because clearly, you know, to me, he is a god. <laughs> now, he's just really interesting. And so I, I had so many questions for her about that. And I learned a lot from our talk. So I'm very excited to share it with you guys. So without further ado, here's Anna Rova. Hi, guys. Welcome back to the Namaste podcast. So today on the podcast, I have Anna Rova with me. What's going on, girl? Hey, Melissa. Thanks for uh, having me. Loving the vibes here. Let's oh, do my gosh. This. Yes. So Anna and I just started talking a couple minutes ago, and already I feel like I'm, I'm loving this girl. So I'm just so excited to have you here. Anna's actually the host of Girls Kill Podcast. So Anna, could you actually just tell everyone a little bit about yourself? Yes. Well, it's actually not Girls Kill. It's Girls Kill. So girls I leave it, I leave it on purpose. Meant, <laughs> I live it vague on purpose, but that's okay, Melissa, because everybody's like girls kill. And is it girls kill or girls kill or like, and I'm like, I don't know. It's up to you. So uh, to tell everyone about myself, I am a femininity and a feminine embodiment coach. I have a coaching practice and I, yes, I run this podcast, Girl Skill, which is all about redefining female success and what it means to be a woman today. And um, it's, it's mostly for women who have stepped on the journey of womanhood and femininity and who kind of understand the power of being a girl and don't want to be a man and who want to succeed in life, who are ambitious and driven, um, but also you know, don't want to give up on their feminine side, which I find it problematic today with all the female empowerment slogans and everything. Definitely. And so, yeah, for the last three and a half years, I've been location dependent, uh, meaning I traveled the world, worked online. I met my husband on the road and then I'm pregnant now, six months pregnant. We're relocating to Australia. But pretty much, you know, I'm also into yoga, Melissa. Um, I'm a certified yoga teacher, but I don't teach. And um, yeah, there's a bunch of other things, but you know, that's in short, that's me. I would like to interrupt this regularly scheduled program to let you guys know that if you have not seen 
the October Spreading Love Calendar, then you are missing out. So if you go to www.justlovebymelissa.com, you will be able to download the October Spreading Love Calendar. And if you don't know what that is, it's this monthly calendar that I put out with little tasks on what you could do to uplift the people around you, as well as, of course, to uplift yourself. So challenge yourself and do it along with me. So for the next month, I am going to be posting the tasks on the Just Love by Melissa Instagram page to keep you guys accountable. And I'm going to be doing it along with you. So if you'd like to join me, you can also use the hashtag spreading love calendar or hashtag namaste podcast. And that's where you can also find other people that are going to be doing it with me. So I'm very, very excited for this month. I think it's going to be awesome. So definitely challenge yourself and uh, send me a message if uh, you are going to do so. But anyways, once again, www.justlovebymelissa.com is where you can find the spreading love calendar in full. That's where you can download it. Cool. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm just curious. So what motivated you to start your podcast? Oh man, it's been such a journey. Well, first of all, I had my other podcast. Um, my first podcast was about interviewing men about women in relationships and as you know melissa i've also interviewed john gray oh my who's gosh author <laughs> I am, like, you don't even know when i saw that on your resume i died like i am addicted to men are from mars women are from venus and really? i just honestly it completely it completely changed my mindset it, it completely helped me understand so many of the, the things that I was doing wrong in my relationships and actually mm -hmm. completely like changed my relationship. So I'm just like very passionate about it. <laughs> awesome. Well, I'd like to suggest, Melissa, if you're into that stuff and you really have applied it into your life, the next level of this, I don't know if you've heard, but um, there's this amazing author called David Data, uh, the, way, the Way of the Superior Man. And that's more of a feminine essence, masculine essence. So John Gray is very practical in terms of how the brain works and all of that. And he really, he's written this book like 20 years ago, yeah. which is still very relevant, right? And he's written like 16 other books on relationships, which is amazing. Yeah. But if you really want to drop deeper, for example, or for all the listeners into the spiritual aspects of the feminine essence, masculine essence, what does the masculine essence really want? I found that to be such a deep, rich book and one of the most transformational books I've read on relationships. Um, Oh, interesting. So what were we thinking about? Oh, yes. We were talking about the podcast, right? Um, so my journey actually starts with a breakup, just like so many with female journeys. <laughs> For sure. I mean, I feel like even males, like everybody, right? When you, yeah. you end something and then something new begins. <laughs> yeah. Well, because, you know, relationships, um, especially with, with, you know, with romantic partners that we have, I found, and I don't know what your experience, Melissa, is, but. I found through my work and through my research and dating and everything, our partners are our mirrors. And um, who, whoever you are attracting to in terms of a romantic partner is really mirroring your own shit, you know, um, yep. your limiting beliefs, your insecurities and everything. And so, you know, for me, it was the breakup. Of course, I didn't know anything about that. And then I stepped into this journey of like, oh my God, I got a date now. Like, I don't even know how this works because for me, this was the relationship, five-year relationship. That's all I knew. Right. And so as I stepped into it, you know, I was, I was into podcasts and, um, you know, I kind of wanted to do my thing. And I said, oh, 
you know, I'm going to do my own podcast where I'm going to interview men about women and relationships. I don't even know how that came about, but, you know, I put together a website and um, I did like a photo shoot. And uh, so I went and it was an amazing experience. Like I've interviewed more than 40 men, including John Gray and some other guys that I knew. And then I started connecting to them online. And I just jumped into this whole world of relationships of, of just men, you know, and I, it's really interesting because I discovered so many things about men that I never knew that are controversial, that are, that women just don't know about. Because if you think right. about, you know, men really explore what women want, like this is their quest, you know, since they hit puberty, that's it. <laughs> that's how they like actualize themselves as males, right? I mean, there's a couple of problems with that, but then there's some great things that come out of it. anyways. But we don't, you know, with females, we're kind of like, you know what? You kind of just look, well, that's what I did. It's, you kind of just look pretty. You go out there, you sit down and then guys approach you. And uh, right. for us, it's really not a pr- problem. For us, it's actually the problem. That they're approaching us a lot. There's some women who have a problem with that, blah, blah. Sure, so yeah. I was just exposed to this whole universe of dating and relationships and how does it all work. And But what also happened is through that learning and through that journey, I discovered myself as a woman. I I really stepped into, okay, well, this is relationships and everything. What does that say about me as a girl, as a human, as a relationship partner, whatever. And so everything started to transform. And so I, this is when I really stepped into my femininity and exploring my creative side. What does it mean to be a feminine essence woman and (laughs) all of that. And a lot of shifts started happening. And, um, I met my partner um, and I finally came to a place where I was emotionally free of men, of the need to prove, um, of finding a man who can heal all my wounds and, you know, (laughs) take me to a place and save me, so to say. So I was just so in love with life. life, And that's where I met my future husband. Um, And so, yeah. And so I, at that time, I was working online in email marketing and I realized that it doesn't make me happy. That's not what I want to do. I actually hated my job and I took a break. I started writing, really gave myself space for creativity and discovery, like what is my passion? And uh, I realized that, you know, through intense research and search inside that I really want to be, I like, I love doing podcasting because connecting to people and talking about this stuff and doing my own brand, being an entrepreneur, making my own decisions. That's what I want. And so what is the subject and the subject I was still obsessed with feminine and the masculine with relationships, but particularly with femininity. And then I saw the problem of quote unquote, modern female success, which I also have a training on the lie of female success today. So I said, you know what, I'm going to pursue this and let's redefine what female success is and what this is all about. So that's how it came to be about a year ago, almost a year ago. Wow. That's quite the story. You know what? It's a, it's so funny hearing you talk because it's literally the same experience for me in terms of, and in that book, especially, I would say that I learned so much about myself reading the men are from Mars book. And just, I spent so much time getting to know myself and, and learning about what I need and learning about my own blocks and what my triggers are. And, and 
that I can honestly say, I think that's why I now am in a place in my life where I have a partner who truly I can just be myself fully with and whom I can yell and scream at and he's not going to like run away and like not return my text for like 10 days because we all know those guys, you know, like I, my, my past boyfriend like literally would disappear for like two days and, and then would just re- reply to me and say, oh, sorry, I was you know, uh, busy. I was doing whatever the excuse was. And it's just, it was just, I can't even believe I, I accepted that, you know? So I, I love it. Honestly, it's, I think, I think that that's also what Just Love by Melissa is all about in the Namaste podcast. It's about, you know, I, I really believe as well that I think girls in general, we need to reflect on, on what we need to improve on and give ourselves a little bit more love. And that's going to get us to a place of, you know, finding and really attracting the partners that we need. So I love what you're doing. I think that is so awesome. And I love the emphasis specifically on feminine energy because I actually took a course on relationships, the psychology of relationships at uh, mm. the university in Toronto. And one of the things that really resonated with me was the teacher had said that one of the biggest problems in relationships is is the two people not really understanding what their roles are in the relationship and not Mm -hmm. really understand, like because of of a, maybe a sense of not really understanding their, their different types of masculine and feminine energies. And so what one of the, the, the studies or a lot of studies have pointed to when one male, when a male, for example, is very, you know, in tune with his masculine energy, then he, in order to be balanced, needs a female who's very in tune with her feminine energy. And usually if, if it's a, a male that's really masculine placed in a relationship with a female who is also very masculine, that's where they butt heads because males tend to want to be the kings. They want to be in charge, but if they, they have someone fighting them for it. Oh, yes. Well, first of all, Melissa, that makes me so happy that University of Toronto has a course about this. This is like mind honestly mind blowing. <laughs> yes, that, that's that's the only word and I use to to represent this course. It was so good. Yeah. yeah, what you're talking about is what I actually have in my training, and this is like mind blowing for women to realize. It was mind blowing for me to to. So this is what what I mentioned, David Data. This is exactly what he talks about, and this concept is called polarity. And so this is a huge part of my training. You know, the the, the webinar that I have, and um, this is exactly what this is, where you know, it's, it's understanding the polarity in a relationship. And when most women, well, I talked to a lot of women on the show, actually I've interviewed today, my 100th woman and wow, that's in my, thank you. Thank you. In my, in my marriage and with a lot of women that are happy, like truly happy in their relationship and the relationship works. And I'm talking about like years of marriage is when the polarity is maintained when exactly what you're talking about, the masculine men plays his role and then the feminine woman plays his role because it works like a magnet like literally polarity when we think about the south pole the north pole or yin yang right yin yang it's it's the Mm -hmm. same principle really but in relationships um it's really evident and now you know i have an eye for it because i studied it like i'm just obsessed with it you know the the feminine the masculine the how and it's really interesting how you'll see that a very masculine man so like you know it's a I don't like to call it a spectrum because this is not the same as a gender spectrum, completely sure. different. Yes. But you see, you know, let's say the 
do you want me to explain it a little bit in terms yeah. of how I, okay. Love learning. So, <laughs> yes. And you perhaps know this from the training. I'm not sure how they explain it, but basically it's like on the right, you say, on the left or the right, whatever. So let's say on the right, there is, um, there's the masculine essence. And then on the left, polarity. So like complete opposite is the feminine essence. A lot of men who fully identify with masculine essence and that can be healthy or unhealthy there's a difference um we could talk about this but anyways the the energy is still there they would usually be very attracted to the feminine that is very far away so so literally they're very complementary uh sorry complete opposite and so and then let's say a woman who's very feminine she will be not only attracting to but also attracting such a man and if she if she comes closer, let's say, to being um, neutral or even let's flip the sides that I was one of those women. There's so many women operating from the masculine spectrum today because of many different reasons. But let's say you're a woman who, who, who's more on the masculine spectrum as in you don't know yet that you identify with the feminine essence. That was my experience. Like I just didn't know. I was raised as a, as a boy. Yeah, go, 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 achieve, 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 compete with men. This is how you do things. And I was controlling everything and everyone around me, especially my men. This <laughs> is why the breakup happened. And, and so what happened is I was very masculine in my relationships. Mm-hmm. And so what happened is because I was in that state, I obviously attracted a feminine man. Yes. And so understanding- And that wasn't fulfilling to you, right? Well, I, uh, you know, you don't know this until you know it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But wh- what I can tell you is the symptoms are I was tired and stressed. I was, I just didn't know. You know, I was in this m- mentality of there are two types of guys. There's one type of a guy who is a really nice guy, you know, and he's the one that kind of needs to be led, which yes. I was very comfortable with leading because I'm a natural born leader, a lot of masculine energy, whatever. And then there's this other type of guy who's a complete asshole who would, as you say, you know, disappear for 10 days and whatever. He's the alpha, alpha male, blah, blah. And I'm like, you know what? No way. I'm not settling for this. So I'm going to go for the nice guy. What I wasn't realizing or, you know, just didn't know that there are, there is another group of men of conscious, great men, healthy, masculine men. Yes. And when I stepped into this journey, I saw these men and I was like, Oh my God. And so when I started shifting my own energy into being a girl, allowing him to lead, surrendering, and just being in the flow, creative energy, loving life, uh, creativity, and everything, I started attracting these masculine men. And then I could relax. And I was like, Oh my God, like this is what I was missing. Yeah. And it's such a difference yeah. in my marriage. The polarity exists. And I'm sure Melissa. This is happening in your relationship. It's just transformational. Yeah. yeah, it is. It is. Well, it's also being comfortable with with how you are in your energy. Like I think a lot of my life, I felt very uncomfortable with being super feminine. Like I just feel like mm-hmm. it wasn't. It's not cool. Like there's. I don't know if you know the idea of of being like what a cool girl is. I talk about this with my girlfriends all the time. But there's this sort of like trend. Um, I don't know if it's a generational thing or maybe, you know, many generations, but there's this trend of a girl acting like a specific way to appeal to what the male wants. And, and I, I call it the cool girl. And so you like it in terms of like, it'll, it could be as small as not showing 
that you listen to a specific kind of music around males because that's not, you know, it's too feminine. It's not cool. Or, or I don't know, just like you, you smoke with the guys if you're into that, because that's like what the cool girl does. She'll hang around all the guys and she'll be one of the guys. Like that's the cool girl. So yeah, I've just talked about that with all my friends and I, I really struggled with, with showing my feminine side because I, you know, I just felt like it wasn't cool. And took a lot of self-reflection and, and, and just a lot of me time to get to a point where I was like, you know what? No, like this is who I am. I wear pink every other day because I love it and I'm going to own it. You know, <laughs> I love it. And you know, it's like so many women are in that. Yeah. And what, what you're describing is something that I've been, I've struggled with because we are yeah. sold this idea again in my training, everything is there. We yeah. sold this idea that femininity or being feminine is weakness. Yeah. It's like, yes, we are be, being a girl, being feminine is not okay. Um, you know, get your shit together. You got to be a strong, independent woman. And if you let your guard down, if you let your masks down, then, then you're just weak. Mm-hmm. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, nobody, nobody will look at you or whatever, or there's no value to you if you are. And I was always looking down upon these girls, actually, to be honest with you, the girls who embrace their feminine energy, who yeah. embrace their pink or whatever. And again, there's healthy feminine and there's unhealthy feminine, right? So mm-hmm. I've been struggling with this as well. And all the masks that we're wearing, um, especially in dating, especially when we're with men, I was in that place. You know, I always wanted to be a girl who is just playing it. Mm. So with you, it was like you, 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 you were kind of trying to play cool or whatever. I was kind of doing that as well, where I was like, it's okay. You know, I don't, I didn't want to be dramatic. I didn't want to yeah. express all my emotions because, oh my God, he's going to run away and think I, I'm either a bitch or like a psycho, psycho or a woman who's just going to trap him or whatever. And so I yeah. didn't allow myself to fully express myself as a woman, let the man hold the space. And obviously at that time I was attracting a man who wasn't able to hold that space for me. But yeah, there's so many masks that we wear um, that we think we should act in a certain way. And it's bloody exhausting. You know, when I was done with that shit, I was like, (laughs) this is me, you know? And then once this is where I talk about emotional freedom, it's like, you're not waiting for anyone. Oh my God. I was checking my phone every bloody five minutes. Did he message me? Uh, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to free up my whole calendar. And it's like this constant mind game as in like, like, wait, am I worthy? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Am I worthy? Am I worthy? Do you love me? Do you love, please love me. Please love me. And then I was just done at one point and I was like, Mm -hmm. fuck it. Like that's it. And from that point on, I have really attracted a man who just loved me for this energy, not giving a shit, being in my own skin. Yeah. And it just transformed everything. Yeah. Wow. That's incredible. You're awesome. All right. So I just wanted to go back and ask you a little bit more about your talk with John Gray. Like, like I said, mm-hmm. I'm just such a huge fan. So um, was there something that he told you that, was, that really resonated with you during that talk? Oh, everything. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I can only imagine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, first of all, I was surprised that he would even talk to me, you know, it wasn't like, it wasn't a huge podcast back then. It was just like an amateur, whatever. I was so nervous. I was like, Oh my God, I can't believe this is happening. I remember it was, so at that time I was in Malaysia and this was like a long time ago. This was maybe about what, three years ago, even four years ago when I've interviewed him. Um, and 
I, I remember, you know, it was at 6 a.m. my morning and I woke up at like 4 a.m. to get ready and get to the office and set everything up. And it was like dark on the streets. I had to get a cab, but I'm like, I'm going to interview John Gray. Like, this is fucking big, you know? And, uh, <laughs> and I mean, you know, I really struggled with when I interview my guests, I really want to make it interesting for them as well. I didn't want him to come in and tell me the same exact story of who he is and men are from Mars, women are from Venus, you know, the rubber band, the cave, blah, 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 whatever, you know, I really wanted to make it interesting. And so what we talked about, and to be honest with you, this was such a long time ago that I'm like, what do we talk about? Um, but I remember through my own research, I'm like, what can I ask him that he hasn't talked about yet? What can I ask him that would be really interesting for him? So we talked about the future of relationships and will this concept of men are from Mars and women are from Venus still apply in 20, 50 years, you know? And as I said, I can't remember the exact details, but it was just mind blowing as where he was describing to me that absolutely it still will work the same because everything that he's describing in his books, you know, how the male brain works and the needs and everything um, and how you know, it's all like all of this has been developing for thousands of years. And so when we talk about another 100 years, like nothing in evolutionary, in evolutionary terms and things like that, I'm sure I ask him a lot of other things, but um, it was just, yeah, it was, it was amazing. It was incredible. (laughs) I loved it. Yeah. Yeah, Well, I mean, that's one of the things that they talked about in the class is that like, everything roots back from the hunter gatherer stages. And it's, it's so interesting how nobody really thinks about that, like about the natural instincts, you know, cause we're just told so much by the media and everything is just very confusing and distracting. And so, um, yeah, that's what I really like about, about his book is, is, Yeah, he just, he speaks about stuff that's just, it's natural and just, it's so true. Like if anyone reads it, it will resonate with everybody because it's Mm -hmm. clearly just, it's, it's instinctual. Yeah. There is one thing though today that's being constantly kind of expressed and, you know, we live in a world where gender is being questioned and questioned and gender spectrum, non-binary, all of that stuff. A lot of people ask me, but Anna, how can you talk about this? This is all a social construct. So this idea of a social construct is being thrown around everything. And what I say to that, so we got to be careful there because there, you know, we live in a world where everybody has a voice and this is amazing. And I think this is so great. But then what happens is that there's many, many voices who are either not experts. I don't have their lived experience. Sure. Come from from a place of anger, pain or whatever, whatever. And then we're hearing all these messages and usually a lot of these people are very loud. And so it, it feels like the world is going in that direction. Everybody's talking about this. So when we talk about the social construct, something that, in my experience, you know, yes, there are some things that, of course, have been a social construct. But if you read all the books, you look at all the research, you look at all the data, like in biological terms and, you know, psychology and everything, it really is what you said. It is really the natural essence. And, and just, just look around, like how men behave and operate and how women behave and operate. And it's, it's very clear, although a lot of people are right now confused. So whoever is confused, I just want to say, in my lived experience, in my work, it still works. It's still the same. Like 
things are not going anywhere. Men will still want to compete, provide, you know, um, be followed by direction, go. Women would still want to, you know, be girls and surrender and um, have their own, you know, way or how does it call it the the well right the waves Mm -hmm. ups and downs and everything so it's all it all still applies and stays and works so yeah i mean certainly there's a lot of gray areas and um and i mean we obviously speak from our own narrative and how our 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 lives pan out and what we understand right there's a certainly there's things we don't understand Yeah. Like I, I'm speaking and saying that I feel like it's so true, but that's also to my own own narrative. I don't, I cannot speak for all these other people that identify as different genders. I, you know, I, I do not know their story. I do not know how they feel, you know, so I'm certainly open to, to hearing many different ideas and open to hearing, you know, the gray areas that I don't, that I don't know about. Right. So we can also we can only speak from our own experience. And of course, I just yeah. want to point out, perhaps in your audience, you have women who don't identify with the feminine essence. That's absolutely fine. Yeah, the only thing I want to sure. say is not every conversation necessarily has to be inclusive. Do you know what I mean? And it doesn't mean that if we're not talking about a particular person or an essence or an energy or identity, uh, that we're not acknowledging it or we're not including it. It's just a conversation sure. that you and I have that we're on the same page of I identify as a feminine essence woman. And this is what I believe. This is my, my experience. Sure. Yeah, for sure. As if we were talking about uh, another culture and like, if we were both like Italian, like, and we would just, we would, you know what I mean? Like we yeah, would speculate like, about being German yes. or something, you know? Yeah. Actually, our, I, I wanted to ask you, what is your background? I'm very interested because you, your accent sounds a bit German, is it? <laughs> That's so weird. So inter- everybody asks me about this. So oh. actually, I was born in the country of Moldova, which oh, most people yeah. don't even know exists on the map or where is it, whatever. So for everyone that's in Eastern Europe between Romania and Ukraine, everybody knows Romania and Ukraine, but nobody knows Moldova because it's like tiny. Nobody goes there. There's no access to sea and like there's no mountains, whatever. But beautiful country, hospitable people, but like nothing major is happening there. Mm -hmm. But I have, so I've been a high school exchange student in the US uh, when I was 17. I went back for three summers in a row to work in the US. And then I went to an American school in Bulgaria. I worked in Malaysia for three and a half years. My husband is Australian. So it's like a complete mix of I think, um, accents and backgrounds and everything. And I pick up on accents very quickly. So you'll, you'll hear perhaps some Aussie kind of um, accent as well. But German, I don't know. Yeah, because I, so I speak Russian. So I think that's okay. why you can pick up on, on, on the German. Well, I uh, thought maybe possibly Bulgarian as well. Um, I, am my- pos- I am partly Bulgarian too. <laughs> okay. Okay. So yeah, because one of my, my ex-boyfriends is Bulgarian and uh, his, his parents um, pronounced words similar to the way that you do, but uh-huh. my, I'm half German. So that's the only reason why I asked. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's really, it's really confusing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, let's move on to another subject. So I'm curious as to if you connect with a specific religion and if so, how has this shaped your journey in your career so far? Hmm. I was wondering, why are you asking this question? You know, well, because, I could tell you. Yes. yes. So, namaste. It's, uh, the podcast is all about connecting people's spiritual journeys to, to their goals and seeing how, what, what, how they believe, how they think. And I, I'm curious to, to see if 
their, how they think and they, what they've been brought up with or what they, you know, what, whatever spiritual religion they have in their life, how it connected to getting them to, from being, you know, a plain old person to accomplishing their goals. So yeah, so Mm -hmm. I'm just, I'm intrigued because I'm quite, I say that I'm quite open spiritually. And, um, but I, I think what's interesting is that no matter what so far, I obviously cannot conclude this, but so far from the people that I've talked to, no matter where you come from, whether you identify as being like Catholic or you're just spiritual or you're, you know, or you, you don't believe anything at all. What tends to be the case is that everyone knows to go with the flow and just have faith. And it seems like that tends to be the the general knowledge that everybody seems to mm. believe in. So I just find it very interesting. So I'm, I'm curious to always ask people this question. Mm, interesting. <laughs> Th- thanks for the explanation. Yeah, I don't identify with a particular re- religion. I don't think I ever did. Um, I mean, besides the time when I was really young. So I come from an Orthodox country, so Christian okay. Orthodox. And as a little girl, um, you know, the only religious kind of, affinity or background or anything I've seen was through my grandparents on my mother's side. But otherwise, you know, my dad, (laughs) so funny, my dad is Russian and um, he was in the communist party for a long time. And so therefore, um, you know, basically an atheist. Um, And so I, I didn't grow up with any, some sort of, any sort of religious principles or backgrounds or whatever. And uh, in time, you know, uh, freedom became my religion and, uh, <laughs> pretty much. And I got, you know, exposed to the personal growth industry because I started working there, um, uh, in Malaysia and, uh, just being exposed to meditation and higher, higher self and, um, you know, the universe and the concept of God as in the universe itself and yes. different religions. And I, I came to my own, um, kind of understanding of what, you know, I, I think that majority of people have a, have a need to have faith. As you said, I think it, it's interlinked. I think to what you mentioned is in order to be able to, to, to accomplish goals or, you know, to just live life, you need to trust um, and you need to have a lot of faith in what you actually set out to accomplish is going to is going to happen. And, and, and so living a life without any sort of belief or no connection to the universe or that there's something bigger than us, at least in my personal belief, um, is, is, is hard. And so what I've come to realize, I've come from a journey of completely dismissing religion totally. And I have these conversations with my husband um, a lot because um, he listens to like Sam Harris, who's like a completely anti-religious guy and everything. But I've also seen and interviewed women and people that I came to realize that, you know, it, so I'm against the whole kind of hierarchy and dogma and there's a lot of shame and guilt and blame. So I don't, I don't identify with that part of the religion, but I see why people need that communion, that connection to the divine, to the trust and, and someone to guide them. So you know, this is my experience and I respect everyone's uh, choices and religions and, you know, for our child, <laughs> uh, she will be able to choose what she really wants to believe in and, and follow her heart and her path. I love that. I love that. Yeah. I believe that too. I think um, everyone needs to explore what, what works for them. Mm-hmm. So I think that's really cool. 
Well, mm-hmm. awesome. I'm just always curious about, I mean, you've said something very similar to what most goal-oriented kick-ass people that I've had on the show has said, which is, you know, you just need to, yeah, find some trust. And I think at the end of the day, it's finding trust in yourself. It's what, mm-hmm. like, I think that's what everyone collectively it, maybe or maybe understands or maybe doesn't understand, but that's what it is. It's finding some trust that you'll figure it out and that, that it, everything will be okay. And yeah, you'll, you'll have something to, to fall, fall onto, you know? Yes. Yeah. I think it's important for us as humans to have this belief, even if it's not true, you yeah. know, something, something will be there for us, especially, you know, after, after life, yeah. um, you yeah. know? Yeah. It's comforting. That's for sure. <laughs> Yeah. All right, cool. So um, moving on, what is the best advice that you've ever been given? <sighs> wow. Well, it's, it's a really hard question for yeah. me to answer. Sure, mm-hmm. okay. Something but I resonated with you pretty well. Yeah, because, you know, it's like... The advice that I've been given, so currently in my reality, um, all the advice that I've been given and, or, or, or is given to me on a daily basis, I always filter it through my system, okay. through my own values and life principles. And, I, and I've taught myself, it, it took some skill, but I taught myself to ask a question whether this is true for me. Um, whether it will work for me, especially today in business, I think, well, in business and social media, everybody's so keen to give you advice and to tell you what to do. There's a lot of formulas. There's a lot of trends and patterns. And here is how you do things. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And a lot of, I see a lot of people following blindly at times, um, you know, steps one to five, like, 10 things to do this, uh, 10 steps to do this, 10 ways to whatever, you know? And so I think the best advice that that I've been given, I don't even know like who gave it to me. um, But I think that I'd say the best advice that I've applied to my life is to stop comparing myself with others and always Um, compare myself to the the best version of me. And I think this is one of the rules and, and I'm sure you're familiar being from Canada with Jordan Peterson. Oh, I love uh, him. I'm a big fan. Me too. Contra- I saw him live recently, actually. Ah! Yeah. He's amazing. Right. Oh my God. Yeah. Okay, a remarkable good. speaker. Yeah. <laughs> We're in the same camp then because I know some people bloody hate him. I so, know. So it's either you hate him or you love him. So I love the guy. Well, you know, I always say, I think he's controversial because I think a lot of people just don't understand what he's saying. And it's just yeah. like that BBC interview, like you know, when the woman interviewing him, she just wasn't understanding what he was saying. She wasn't art- like, she wasn't digesting anything. And so I think that's just the common problem. People don't actually listen to him when he talks and possibly it's because he speaks with, with such a academic, you know, background that he can be a little bit confusing. And so, yeah, I think people just misinterpret him a lot of the time. And I think that's a little bit of a problem with him. Yeah. But I you love know, him. <laughs> I've, I've noticed this. I don't know if, if that's necessarily a problem with him. I think, so I write a lot on medium. Yeah, with the word, like, you're right. It's, you know, the critical thinking skills and really yeah. being able to, like, 
because we live in this like short attention spam media environment, it's like I wrote a piece that was 20 minutes to read, okay? Mm-hmm. And this was also based on his arguments about the gender pay gap, for example, and through okay. my own experience and everything. So I wrote, like, I really thought about this because it didn't sit well with me. Um, sure. So I wrote about my experience, you know, facts, blah, blah. And then I got some replies from women that I was like, have you, have, are we talking about the same article? Have you read what I wrote? Like, because it was exactly like that BBC interview, you know, they were (laughs) coming to me with comments and saying, Anna, but are you saying this? Or like, you know, like making assumptions or taking things out of context. So when he talks about people misinterpreting, taking shit out of context, I'm like, now I understand. And I'm like, yeah, what are you talking? This is not what I said. Anyways, moving on from from that subject. um, What I was saying is that the best advice, I think, you know, I didn't, I knew that I stopped comparing myself to people. That was the best advice. Um, and then in one of his rules, I can't remember which, which one was it in his book, 12 rules for, for life. I think it was called. Yes. Yep. One of them is always compare yourself to the version of you because there's always going to be people better than you and always going to be people worse than you. And so right. comparing yourself to others is honestly just insane it doesn't make any sense um so yeah that would be the best advice (laughs) i love it thank you all right so you seem to do so much you are currently going to be moving to australia and you have your own podcast and you go on other people's podcasts and i'm just curious as to what you do to stay grounded when you're Mm. with such a busy hectic schedule well, what do you do for you that kind of helps you stay balanced? Yeah, it's a great question, Melissa, because I've been recently going through a bit of burnout. Um, and I can only it, imagine. <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah well, but, particularly but in the last two weeks. Wow. Burnout and also a lot of overwhelm. And, and that is simply because, you know, the move is coming up. Um, and for everyone listening, uh, we're just moving to Australia to have the baby there and settle down. My husband is Australian. So um, it's a pretty big thing for me, honestly, after traveling for three and a half years and, you know, living here for two months, living there for two months, living in Latin America and Asia and everything. And now wow. being, being pregnant and like going to settle and family and birth and like the whole experience is just overwhelming in itself. But then what also is happening is, um, you know, I'm building my coaching practice, my coaching business. Um, and so I'm really, and I really, the pregnancy really helped me kind of step into my full message of, you know, femininity and feminine embodiment, the problems I see today. And I write about things that are, might be pretty controversial and everything. And so um, so besides the podcast and everything I've been doing for the last year, now it's also about, you know, enrolling clients and, uh, talking to different women, getting on the phone, talking about their journeys and how I can help them, you know, so there's this whole marketing side of things and, you know, advertising and, and funnels and writing and social media, <laughs> like all of that stuff. And, getting getting on calls with with women um you're talking about their issues and if whether whether we're going to work together or not and then also coaching uh, specifically so it's been really overwhelming for me and sometimes I forget that you know I'm like six months pregnant besides (laughs) all of that and the baby's kicking in the stomach and I'm like oh my god you know 
So <laughs> anyway, so it's a great question. So how do I keep myself grounded? I have a morning routine um, that really, honestly, if it wasn't for that, I would like die or something um, or I would just collapse. And I feel like... <laughs> you know, and I teach women into femininity, feminine embodiment and listening to your body. And of course I do like, you know, preaching to the choir, I do the same mistakes because I am human. Of course, you're human so yeah. I have to remind myself. And so I have my own practice and, and without this practice, I would just collapse really. And so the practice looks like, you know, I wake up every day and I uh, do my morning pages, which is uh, Julia Cameron's, you know, morning pages. Oh, I don't know what that is. Oh, so it's it's basically it's an amazing. First of all, Julia Cameron's Artist's Way is one of the top books that I recommend. I send it to all my clients actually. Oh, okay. A creative recovery journey for anyone who wants to find their own voice and step into a creative journey. Uh, It's been transformational for me. But one of the tools she has a lot of tools, a lot of exercise. I highly recommend this book. But one of the tools that she shares is called Morning Pages. Basically, what happens is you wake up every morning and then you just write three pages. It's like a stream of consciousness, so to say. And you just, it's like a brain dump. Um, and I've been writing for maybe about three, four years now. And I still have notebooks from like when I started traveling, when I met my husband. Sometimes I read him, you know, my thoughts about oh, I love that. what happened like three weeks, three years ago. And so it becomes kind of like a journaling practice, but it doesn't have to. It's like literally you wake up and everything that you've been downloading or whatever, you just dump it. Um, so that's been amazing. And then what I do is um, I do like my stretching or my yoga exercise. I also meditate. So I try to meditate every day, five to 10 minutes. I'm not Perfect. great at it, but I hope once I settle in everything, because a routine is a routine, right? And when you're traveling and moving around, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. So after my meditation that I exercise, um, one of the practices that I've been very much implementing into my own life, which goes into my coaching feminine embodiment. I have my feminine embodiment practice, um, which is, a, I, I would call it like a moving meditation, so to say, where I let my body lead. And this is a fundamental practice that I give to all of my clients and I teach them. And the idea is that you let the body, so just like the morning pages, you let the, <laughs> the brain download and do a brain dump. Um, here it's a practice. Um, that you let your body lead and you let your body unfreeze and unwind. It's basically non-linear movement. Okay. Um, and so that's kind of it, you know, and then this is what really keeps me grounded. And then I start my day. I also, I try, it's not always perfect, but almost daily I write. So I do my creative stuff in the morning. So I do 50 minutes of either writing or you know, I got into like watercoloring or what anything that oh, can get me out of my head. Recently, I love that. Oh, I love it. What do you do? The w- watercoloring. Yeah, I do that a lot ah. now. It's really fun. Yeah. Yeah, I was doing so before watercoloring. I, I actually took a course in, um, in like doodling and Zen art and things like that, and I just absolutely love it. And now with all my clients, I'm like this is an essential part of you being a woman where you need to drop down from your head girl because all day we're in our head strategizing, planning, busy, busy, go, go, go. You know how it is. And so that's why it's crazy. And so if I don't do my creative and this is primarily done from you to, to, you know, get from your head into your body, do something with your hands. So I'm, I'm like full on excited about, you know, knitting and everything. (laughs) It's 
crazy. Like, why would you do that? And I'm like, that is essential because that's what keeps me into the zone. And so imagine I come to work or I start recording podcasts and everything after all of that. And so I'm centered, I'm grounded, I know what I want, I'm connected to my body and my mind is calm and stable. And so that's what I do. And I also do peer coaching and coaching my clients into really embodying what you feel and, and, and really coming from a place of truth and depth and not busy, busy, running, running. Let me just achieve, 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 you know? Right. So, yeah. That's wow. That was a great answer. Thank you for that. Okay. <laughs> so I want to do one of my favorite parts of the podcast. I think you said you liked this idea. Um, yes. I want to pull you a card from my angel card deck. Are you down? <laughs> I'm down. Let's do All it. Right. I love it. So the card deck that I usually use is called Wisdom of the Hidden Realms by Colette Baron-Reed. And I'll just like put it up to the camera so you can see it. It's really cool. And I use this deck because I actually saw this woman live and she was just incredible. And she like, it, it, I don't even know how I ended up at this like event, but it, it was not, it was for a charity of some sort. And she was just like pulling people out of the audience and people were in tears. And like, I went up to someone after this event and, and I, one of the people that she pulled out and apparently like she, there's no like connection. This was like this. It was completely like, you know, like someone random and this, and she was dead on. And I've had similar experiences. I was pulled out of an audience once to similar experience. And so when I heard that she had a card deck, I went, you know what, I'm going to buy it. And every time I play with it and I pull a card for, for somebody there, everybody says, okay, yeah, that's interesting. That is something that I need to know. So <laughs> after giving it that long introduction, <laughs> I'm going to pull you a card for something that you need to know right now. So let's see what mm -hmm. we get. What does Anna need to know? <laughs> All right, let's give you, I'm going to give you this card and this card. Okay. Oh, we're going to give you two cards. So the first one is called the fire prince and it represents optimism. And I'll show you, put it up to the camera. Mm, the and the second prince. one actually came upside down. So it has a second meaning. So it's called the diamond dreamer and it means true prosperity. No, very interesting. What they actually mean. Let's see here. <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like it's just like a fun little activity to have. It is fun. Yeah, I have a tarot deck actually in, in my morning uh, routine. Sometimes, you know, when I need guidance or, or answers or anything like that, I pull out a card and, yeah. and it kind of gives me, but, you know, pulling out for guests is, uh, I think is great too. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's all about energy, right? And um, yeah, I think like it's, it's interesting whether you believe in God, angels, whatever religion, like I think like this works for everybody because of the law of attraction and like what, you know, what you're, what you need and what you're drawn to energetically wise. I think like, you know, it's, that's what, um, what, why it ends up usually being quite accurate. So with that being said, the fire prince. So the fire prince means when the fire prince arrives as your ally, he lets you know that he represents the invisible forces behind all manner of manifestation and he brings you the gift of optimism. You will be rightly inspired to move forward and take confident and assertive action to reach your goal. Ooh. Envisioning the path of the highest good with an optimistic outlook. 
The Fire Prince also brings you the gift of a miracle. Oh, your baby. (laughs) Things come together as if by magic to create the reality you seek. You have every reason to be hopeful. Move forward knowing that you have everything you need and more. Just remember to share the, the enthusiasm, believe in others, and be optimistic for them too, and your good fortune will multiply. Ooh, wow. Mm, love it. positive card. That's exactly what I needed to hear, Melissa. Yes. Thank oh, you. Beautiful. Okay. And then the second one, the Diamond Dreamer. I felt drawn for both, so I just go with it. (laughs) So the Diamond Dreamer challenges you to address your perception of the power of materialism. Interesting. Do you focus on the material world above all else? Have you become hypnotized by the notion that it's it's the only reality? Have you grown too attached to stuff? Have you come to consider wealth only to be the uh, accumulation? I can never say this word, accumulation, (laughs) oh my gosh, accumulation, wow, of worldly goods. It's so frustrating sometimes. Now is the time to find value and wealth in the intangible spiritual experience. Before anything is seen reflected in the manifest world, it originates in the unforeseen, the spiritual and the divine mind. Be careful what you wish to manifest for you may not want to pay the price of keeping it once you get it. The Diamond Dreamer also reminds you that disappointment and disillusionment are sometimes the way home to the truth of what's best for you. He may be here to tell you that when you don't want, when you don't get what you want, it's being withheld from you because something better is in store. Being compassionate with yourself and others at this time. Let the Diamond Dreamer lead you to the highest dreams for your perfect purpose and true prosperity. Hmm. Wonderful. Wonderful. Thank you. Yeah, they go together really well, don't they? It's like, it's go for it and it's hopeful and, uh, you know, everything's going to come together and everything. But then it's like, ooh, just trust. (laughs) I love it. All right. Well, I just wanted to finish this podcast asking you one goal that you are working towards right now. I am starting this little project where everyone that comes on my podcast, um, I'm going to ask them what their goal is. And I'm going to put, I'm creating this little like goal box, (laughs) literally painting it as we speak. Um, It's at home. (laughs) It's in project mode. And I want to put, I'm going to write down what people have said their goals are. And then I think I want to follow up in a year and ask you how you're how are you doing with that goal and, or have you accomplished it yet and whatnot? So is there a goal that you would like to share with everybody? Beautiful project, have? Melissa. I love it. Um, yeah, just a yes. fun little thing. Yeah. And then it, you interwine your creativity with it and um, also something that, um, you know, you can follow up. So I, I actually have a big goal now and this was part of my whole, like, oh my God, you know, this is all happening. Um, I have a big goal of enrolling my, um, enrolling clients right now. Wonderful. Um, and especially because I am a little bit of an on a deadline. Um, you know, I'm, my due date is, yeah, uh, yeah <laughs> my, just, just my baby. Um, <laughs> yeah it's due christmas actually so plus minus two weeks wow so i'd really love to i'm I'm really working hard to um getting a couple of clients until i go on maternity leave um and then after maternity leave when i come back it's obviously you know all continuing and everything but that's that's my goal 
Fabulous. Awesome. Well, I wish you all the luck with that. And I just wanted to finish this podcast getting you to just tell everyone where they can find you and uh, whatnot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So first I want to mention, well, I mean, this is the only thing actually I want to mention. Um, you know, the training that I mentioned a couple of times, uh, the lie of female success, where I talk about, you know, my own journey and how I went from place A, which was like completely, you know, everything we talked about in terms of relationships, my success, who I was, my fears, my insecurities, you know, very disembodied and who I was following someone else's version of success and, you know, who I need to be to, to really living this life that I'm living today. And um, I share, you know, also what is the problem with what I see, the modern, I call it the modern female epidemic and why women are, you know, even though we have so much opportunity and possibility today, in fact, we are much less happier than we were in the 50s. And there, there has been research done about this and why we're all stressed and drained and unfulfilled, basically. That is then, very interesting to me. Sorry to interrupt, but that is, yeah, I, I would love to talk to you about that in the future. That's very interesting to me. <laughs> yeah, it, it is true, right? I, yeah. and so I've funny. theorized about that. Yeah, it is amazing to witness how we do have so much opportunity and possibility yet there is a lot of talk about victimization and a lot of stress and drain and, and, and all of this stuff. And anyways, there are reasons for this. I won't go into it, but basically I explain that. And then I go into the six pillars that I've taken or the six main steps and areas of life and practices and things that I did that I advise women to do. And then at the end of this training, so you can find this training at girlskill.com slash webinar. It's very easy. Um, and at the end of this training, I also invite anyone who resonates. And I also, the polarity thing that we talked about, I explained mm -hmm. it fully, masculinity, femininity, the polarity, how does it work, why there's a loss of masculinity today and all of that. So it's, it's wow. a 75 minute training. And at the end of it, I briefly mentioned, if this resonates with you, let's get on a call, um, on a one-on-one -on -one discovery call, completely free, no obligation. Let's talk about it if you resonate. So Wow. If you go to that and watch it, um, if anybody listening wants to apply right away, like if everything that they've been listening to is really kind of hitting home and close to the heart and they connect, they can also go straight to girlskill.com slash apply and just yeah. apply for a session with me. But otherwise, you know, Girlskill podcast where I'm having conversations uh, with women about their stories and success and femininity and all that stuff, mainly answering this, this question that we talked about, you know, how can I be a modern woman taking advantage of everything I have? making the right choices, priorities, and also working with my femininity, exploring it, nurturing, and living a fulfilled life as feminine women. <laughs> and that's basically it. You know, and there's a website and everything, but I think the main thing is the webinar and the podcast. And thank you for having me, Melissa. Amazing. Honestly, thank you so much. This has been such a lovely talk. And uh, yeah, thank you so much. You're, you're awesome. <laughs> thank you. You're awesome. <laughs> All right, this is the end. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Namaste podcast. What a fun one, right? If you liked this podcast, please give it a five stars on iTunes or a like on SoundCloud. Honestly, I would so appreciate it. Obviously, this is still a baby and the more reviews I get, the more it's more likely to reach more people. So please do that as well as 
If you love this podcast and you want to support it, or also if you like meditations, every month I put out a meditation on patreon.com slash just love by Melissa, as well as I create my spreading love calendar. If you support me, that's what you get. And I would honestly truly appreciate that as well. Anything is lovely and I appreciate everything. So patreon.com slash just love by Melissa is where you can go to if those things are something that interests you. I love you guys so, so much. And as always, I'm sending you so much love, light, and motivation to go tackle those goals. Namaste. Thank you.